Years ago when I was still in high school, I think I was 15 at the time, I went to what used to be DYC here in Baton Rouge, the Diocesan Youth Conference, and there were all kind of breakout sessions that you could choose from like a dozen of them. For those of you who went to SEEK last week, it was kind of, or the week before, it was kind of like a little mini SEEK. You had all these great speakers and all these different presentations and workshops. And there was one in particular called Seminarians Unplugged. And I had no idea what seminary was like, but I'd heard about like seminary and studying for the priesthood. Didn't want to be a priest, but I went anyway. See how that turned out. So I go to this workshop and there were many seminarians from our diocese, many of whom are priests now, and just got to get to know them. They told stories about cutting up in seminary and getting into trouble and studying hard and commiserating with each other when it was just miserable studying hard and all these different things. They would answer questions. And for the very first time in my life, seminary appealed to me. I thought to myself, these seem to be normal people. They go to seminary. They're giving it their all. Maybe I can do the same thing. And there was one seminarian in particular at the time that kind of stood out to me the way he spoke and talked about prayer and talked about the Lord. And so I ended up messaging him on what used to be Facebook Messenger, which apparently is not that much of a thing anymore. I'm dating myself, I guess. But we start to have this conversation and I was asking questions and he was sharing and I got to see that this really is someone who was in love with the Lord, who desired the priesthood, who was still openly discerning, who wanted to do what the Lord was asking him to do. It was just some random guy by the name of Josh Johnson. And he told me one thing in particular. When I asked him, okay, when I go to adoration at my home parish, what am I supposed to do or say? I just kind of stare at Jesus and he stares at me and that's about it for a whole hour, apart from this person over here coughing, this one sneezing, and it's just this awkward silence. And he said, you have to tell the Lord one particular thing before you go into prayer in any kind of way, adoration, mass, reading scripture, whatever type of prayer it is, say the simple phrase, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. We hear that from Samuel in the very first reading today. And there's wisdom in the church giving us this particular reason as we come to this Sunday of ordinary time, all the Christmas decorations have been put away, Baby Jesus is back in the attic until next year. We come to this ordinary time, this ordinary flow of things, but we can't expect to hear the Lord's voice unless we actually silence ourselves and enter into that. We have to give the Lord permission and freedom and space to actually speak to us. Then Josh Johnson, now Father Josh Johnson, told me all those years ago, sometimes we go to adoration and we just talk and talk and talk to the Lord, which isn't a bad thing. We read a really great book, or we have this devotion, or we pray a decade of the rosary. All of that is good, but we never really give ourselves time to be quiet. Notice what Samuel does. He wakes up all these different times. Three times he hears the Lord speaking to him. And he thinks it's Eli, his mentor, his priest. He goes, okay, you called me. What do you want? It's the middle of the night. He says, I didn't call you, but I know who did. Go and prepare yourself. Go and open yourself to hear the voice of God. Sometimes we need that guidance like Eli to Samuel. Kind of like John the Baptist in the gospel. We hear about these two disciples. Only one of them are named St. Andrew, the apostle, who eventually becomes an apostle. They're following John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, could you imagine his humility? As he's standing in the Jordan River, baptizing people and challenging people to repentance and proclaiming this Messiah who is to come, there's not, I'm not the one that you're looking for, he says. There is one who is coming that I'm not worthy to even untie his shoe. He is the one you're looking for. And so they're drawn in. 
they open themselves to hear what John the Baptist says. And when the time comes, when he sees Jesus walking, John points at Jesus and he says, y'all look, behold the Lamb of God. He's the one you're looking for. He's the one I've been talking about. Go, leave me, follow him. They needed that little bit of guidance and they did so boldly. Lord, rabbi, teacher, where are you staying? Let us stay with you. Let us hear you speak. In that moment, there was the invitation, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. We've been listening to John all this time. He said to listen to you, so here we are. What do you have for us? St. Andrew was the very first one to say yes to the Lord, to follow after him. Then he goes and brings his brother Simon, who became St. Peter, Could you imagine the humility of St. John the Baptist, of getting all this following and all these people around him, and then to simply step back and say, he takes center stage now. He's the one you're looking for. Brothers and sisters, we have to be the Eli's out in the world. We have to be like St. John the Baptist to be able to bring people to Christ. But that doesn't work unless we know Christ first. We have to be in this place of openness and receptivity to be able to receive what it is that he sells us what he says to our hearts, because he's the one that draws us in. We may not like it sometimes. Day in and day out, me and Jesus fight at the chapel at the rectory because I'm discerning this or trying to figure this out. And he's like, no, how about you just sit here and listen? How about you just let me love you? I'm like, no, we got papers to file. We got emails to answer. You need to do something, Jesus. But it's always that invitation to silence, to quieting yourself and saying, fine, speak for your servant is listening. This Sunday and next Sunday, all throughout the Diocese of Baton Rouge, there's a new program from the vocations office called Called by Name, ironically enough, talking about Samuel, talking about Andrew, talking about St. Peter, calling him by name. You are Simon, son of Jonah, son of John. You will be called Peter, called specifically by name. And this program is meant to bring an awareness of not only the need, but the desire for more many, many more good, holy, dedicated priests in our diocese. Next Sunday, you'll hear more about my vocation story, so buckle up for that, for better or for worse. You'll hear about the call of the Lord and how we can respond to him. And yes, we need more lectors and extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion. We need more altar servers. We need all these different things and these lay ministers in the church. But we focus on that another time. We focus on the need to open ourselves to the Lord, to see who in our own congregation, who on this campus may be called to the priesthood. And I'm not so naive as to think there aren't men, there aren't young men in our own congregation, maybe in this church tonight, who may be invited by the Lord to consider this prayerfully. I was terrified when I was 15 years old and decided to give seminary a shot, thinking eight years of school, that's never going to go by. And then here I am. The Lord is not actually calling me. I'm too much of a sinner. I'm too this, I'm too that. And here I am. Don't be afraid. Parents, families, don't discourage your sons from considering a priestly vocation. We are to blame when we do that. When we look out and say, people tell me all the time, Father, we're praying for you. You're the only priest at LSU. That's a whole lot of people. And I said, yeah, you got any sons that want to be a priest? It's easy to say that. We're praying for you. You're doing great work. We're praying for more priests until it comes down to the point of, well, not my son. You don't want him to be a priest. I don't want him to be a priest. No, we're to blame for that if that's the case. Because what we're doing in that moment is saying, shut up, Lord. Your servant is no longer listening. 
We're not worried about what you have to say. I'm closing myself off because your call, Jesus, is making me a little bit uncomfortable. That's not really my plan. I'm not interested, hard pass. I urge you, I beg you to throw open the doors of your heart to see what it is that the Lord actually desires to say to you by name. The Lord looks from the Eucharist at the altar. He waits for you in the tabernacle and he sees you, his beloved son, his beloved daughter, the person that he called from the very moment of your conception, the very moment of your baptism, the very moment of you being sealed with the Holy Spirit at confirmation. He calls you into this depth of relationship to allow your heart to be more conformed to his most sacred heart. That, brothers and sisters, is where we will find our fulfillment and nowhere else in Christ and in Christ alone. So please, take this opportunity and recognize that you're in the presence of the Lord. Come to the altar. The Lord waits for you with open arms. Receive him. Every time we read scripture, every time we see the rest of the congregation at church, every time we hear anything having to do with the name of Jesus Christ, he speaks to us. We have to learn how to listen. We have to learn what his voice actually sounds like because then Christ becomes a person. Then our Redeemer takes on flesh. Then we know him personally. Then we can bring other people to him. To be Eli the priest. To be John the Baptist. To be like all those holy men and women who have gone before us in the scriptures and in the, the history of the church. To bring others to Jesus Christ. Because he is the one that we seek. So that we can hear the voice of other people saying, Go, listen to him. And say, Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Father Josh was that to me 15 years ago. Hopefully you can be that person to someone as well. Hopefully you can be the person who says, behold, the Lamb of God. Behold, Jesus Christ, you're the one, he's the one that you're looking for. Go to him, don't be afraid, throw open the doors of your heart. And so I ask you, are you willing in this moment, as the altar is prepared, the gifts of bread and wine are brought forward, in this moment as we bring all of our hopes, our dreams, our sorrows, our joys, our failures, our successes, everything that we are, have been, and hope to become, as we bring it all to the altar, are you willing to bring it with that preface of speak, Lord, speak? Because I, your servant, your beloved son, your beloved daughter, speak because I am listening to you. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit www.ctklsu.org